Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Brian J. Henderson, and we're having a couple of technical difficulties here. Greg, can you hear me? All right. I think we're having some technical difficulties. We can't hear everybody on the line, but if you would still just listen in, because we hope to have a great show tonight. I'm still waiting for Greg to log into the show. 
But at the same time, we were also waiting for our 2006 Delaware Award winner, Jonathan Nelson, to log in. But anyways, we're going to have a fun-filled show tonight, and we're going to definitely help others be more, do more, and have more. Again, Greg, if you're there, please say hello. All right, I guess I'm going to have to wing it for a little while until we get everybody in the show. But tonight's show is going to be really good. We're going to talk with Jonathan Nelson and just hopefully in a little bit. And let's just talk a little bit about him first. He's a 2006 Stellar Award winner, and so his music captures, captures the attention of both young and old. It is a simple call to worship, an outpouring of praise that embraces you and welcomes you to the dynamic sound of Jonathan Nelson and Purpose. He's an alumnus of the Baltimore School for the Arts and Morgan State University. Go Bears! Jonathan Nelson is a gifted singer, worship leader, pianist, and composer whose outstanding talent and ability brought him an opportunity to study, travel, and perform. All right, I'm going to play a little bit more music, and then hopefully we can get Jonathan Nelson on the line. Stay tuned. Greg, are you on the call? Yes, I am. Finally, finally. Hold on, let me see if I can bring Janelle in. Janelle, are you on the call? Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can. (laughs) Finally, finally. This has been crazy. I've been trying to play music for the past eight minutes, and it seems like we're having a couple of technical difficulties on the line. You you just know what that means, right? That means God has got to get his glory out of it some kind of way. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's the a did, powerful we show, we and the devil him. knows that, and he's trying to stop it any way he can. We don't acknowledge him. He has no power in this ring. That's right. <laughs> but anyways, we hope to soon hear from Jonathan Nelson. We're waiting for him to call in and bless us with his presence. So, Jonathan, if you're listening, call us, buddy. We're waiting on you. <laughs> so, Brian, can you hear me now? I can hear you loud and clear. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but... Uh... It's it's definitely something that's definitely going on. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, I, I still say that we're going to have a great show tonight. I've been, you know, excited. For one, you know, I've been kind of giving Janelle a little bit of uh, hazing. You know, it's her first show. She's co-hosting, <laughs> so we had to haze her a little bit yesterday. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, but again, I, I think we're going to have a great show. And again, Jonathan, if you're listening, we're waiting on you, buddy. We had a lot of questions for you. <laughs> yes, but, sir. Greg, singing for his glory, that's the topic of the show tonight. Can you hear me, Brian? I can hear you okay, loud and good. clear. Yes, okay. Yes, yes, singing for his glory. Man, I tell you what, I don't know what's going on tonight, but it's not going to stop us from uh, singing the glory <laughs> that we're supposed right. to be singing. But uh, we're definitely going to continue on and, and do what we're supposed to do. Jonathan may be having problems getting in contact with us, I just got a message from Blog Talk that there are uh, there are some uh, difficulties going on right now, which we already know. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just glad we have the model on tonight. We have Janelle Thompson back on the show. Janelle. Hello. Hello. Yes. Janelle took a little time away from us, and uh, 
Janelle, you want to talk about your little bundle of joy, the reason that you had to step away for a little bit? Yes, I had my son Nazir, Isaiah Shekana Thompson, back in June. He um, actually came two weeks early, so uh, it was it was a big surprise for me because I wasn't expecting him to be early, or at least that early. But um, he's four months old now, and he's just oh, he's just something else. He is so amazing. So he's already singing uh, for God's glory himself, huh? He sure is. He <laughs> sure is. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Brian, I heard you uh, struggling a little bit earlier. I did the same thing. Janelle couldn't hear me. I couldn't hear her. But you know what? The Lord hears us all. Yeah. And that's what's most important. And I'm sure at some point we'll get Jonathan in. If not, we'll definitely have Jonathan come back on the show. Uh, he, he really wants to be on. So uh, we're definitely going to do that. Yes, yes. You know, singing for his glory, I want, I want to just focus a little bit on that topic because, you know, a lot of people think it's all about how well you can sing or whether you have a dynamic voice or <laughs> whether you can hit the highest high note or drop the lowest low note or whether you can go from one spectrum to the other. And it's really not even all about that. I can remember when I was younger and I was in a concert choir at my church, I mean at my school. We had a gospel choir. And I always aspired to be the best singer and greg knows the story a little bit you know um the artist javen was actually um at my high school he was a couple years ahead of me and he was the top singer at school and everybody aspired to be as good as javen and so when he graduated i was supposed to be moving into that role of being the top singer but our uh, choral director saw something different he had a different role in mind for me because we had a couple of other singers who could sing decently, he made me sing all the backups. So anywhere where we were deficient, you know, in a, in, a, in a particular song, I would either sing tenor halfway through that song, then drop the baritone where the baritones were weak, and then go to bass where the basses were weak, and I would move all over the song. And I didn't, I didn't want to do that <laughs> because I wanted to be the one out in the front singing all the solos, and he would give me maybe one, we'd have like five songs, he'd give me one or two solos out of those five songs, and that was it. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm the best singer. Everybody knows it. Why do I have to sing back up? But what he was teaching me was it wasn't about you. It wasn't about the fact that you were the best singer. You know that already. But the, you know, But to me, I felt like he was just trying to slight me or whatever. But what he was teaching me is that, the best singers play the play their role. That's right. And you know what, Brian? It, and when we say singing for his glory and we're singing to the Lord, we're praising him, you know, that can also come in the ways of dancing. Yes. You know, I think Janelle is about to probably, I think it's this weekend, Janelle, I believe, that you may be dancing. Your husband wants you to dance. No, it's actually um, our church anniversary. Okay. And um, the Praise Dance Ministry is uh, most likely going to be dancing um, in tribute, you know, to our anniversary, to your anniversary at our church. Well, I mean, you know, you're you're the model, and your, your husband is into the music, and and you guys, and now you have uh, Prince Nazir here. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I call him. Hey, the, watch it, Brian. <laughs> yeah, we, I call him the Prince. He, he he's he's special. And you know you're he's in your husband is in the music he's also in the ministry you're in the modeling and you're also into the ministry and and all of this singing and all this praising is going on to the Lord I mean it has to be a wonderful feeling knowing that you know your husband is doing what he's doing and you're doing what you're doing and your son is sitting there watching this at a very young age I mean what 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 kind of feeling what does that give you It's it gives me a good feeling to know that our son is watching that and he's learning the things. So he's learning the different ways you can give God glory. And and he sees that in, um, when was it, a couple of weeks ago, um, both my husband and I were ministering at an event and it was an outdoor um, Girls Like Us empowerment rally. And they had different artists, um, rappers, uh, folk music, you know, and it was funny because my son, he was singing with just about everybody 
who, who went up to minister. And he was just, it wasn't like he wasn't crying or anything. He was just, you know, in his own baby language just singing. And it was just like, wow. Even at four months old, he's giving God glory. <laughs> it was it was such like a beautiful thing to see. That is that is a beautiful thing. And, you know, when your husband came to you and said, Janelle, I need you to dance at this thing and this praise dance, what what did you say to him? Well, of course, you know me. At first, I laughed because <laughs> that's that's just how I deal with things sometimes. But it 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 made me feel special because you know he he sees something in me, and he's like, you know, you're gonna give God glory regardless of if you dance for me, whoever. He was like, so you know, and it's for me that that's special because I can't sing. Well, let me say, my oil is not singing. You know, I, I know how to make a joyful noise into the Lord, but my oil is not singing. And my husband, on a couple of his songs, he has background singers. And, you know, I, everybody's like, oh, are you singing on that song? I'm like, no, that's not me. So he was like, all right, you know what, this is a way that you and I can share, you know, not share the stage, but be together in ministry in another venue giving God glory. And I was like, oh, okay, praise God. So he was like, start working on the dance. I was like, all right. <laughs> you know what, I'm, I'm going to ask this question, and I'm, and I'm going to put you out there a little bit, Janelle. Oh. You, you know me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your husband know me, A1. He knows me. I know he's listening, and Prince Nazir, don't kill me. But when are we going to hear, or when are we going to hear from the the Steve or the A1 and Janelle show? When when When, when are you guys going to put that out there? And what show might that be, oh dear Gregory, Father Gregory? <laughs> well, you know, you're 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 into you're into the modeling, and you're into so many different things, and you're just uh, multi-talented. The entire family is. I mean, you guys have so much to offer to so many different people, and your husband is is just just crazy about the youth, and he's he's ministering to the youth, he's ministering to the to everybody else, and I know people are pulling you guys in so many different directions. I guess. Tonight we're just introducing you guys globally to to everybody. Mm-hmm. So I I think this is just me talking. I know A1's going to kill me. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I, you'll begin to call later. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that's okay. The world is listening. A1 is to, is has too much talent to keep it bottled up just in New Jersey. The world needs to hear from him and the world needs to see Janelle, the pictures, they need to see all of this and I know it's coming. So I'm putting it out there. I'm speaking this thing already. World, get ready. They're coming. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're we're, we're excited. We're, we're we're excited. I'm just glad I know you guys. And like Brian was saying, he's he's been in the industry, and it's not an easy thing when no. you're out there in that industry doing what you're doing. But when you're singing his praise, God's got your back. Mm-hmm. Yes, God has your back. Definitely. Yeah. And you know, it's it's funny, Brian, what you had said um, in the beginning because. That was uh, a question that I had for um, Jonathan about um, you don't necessarily have to know how to sing or have the greatest voice. But it's funny because it seems like if you don't have the greatest voice, or you know, if you can't, if you can't sing, then you're not received. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it's just. It's it's tough sometimes with you know I guess some people who who really have the heart you know of God and just just love to praise Him and worship Him, but they they don't show it through singing because they don't have the sound so good voice and if they open up their mouths it'll sound like you know all cracking and everybody will look at them like you don't need to be singing but look at the heart and God when God listens to them it's like wow. You know that that's like the purest or the most beautiful voice. So sometimes I know some people get a little scared to give God glory through singing if they don't have the sound so good voice. So it, it's just funny that you had you know mentioned that because I was just like, okay, you know, I, yes, we were supposed to talk about that God because you brought it up. You know what? I want to ask Brian a question about. There's a new show out there now. You know, they had the American Idol song, and I think Kirk Franklin has a show out there now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I guess my question is to both of you, you know, we're, we're transitioning from the secular. It seems like the secular music is transforming into the, uh, the church kind of 
Mm. I mean, what, what's your take on that? You know, I, I think it's sort of a, a ploy to get people to listen to the Word of God. And it, and I think what the church has done is they've, they've sort of modernized uh, praise, <laughs> mm. for lack of a better way of saying it. Uh, Greg, I think we may have Jonathan on the line. Let me check. Caller from the 304 area code. Are you there? Yes. Yes. Who am I speaking with? Uh, this is Elder Johnson. Elder Johnson, how are you, sir? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Good, good. I was just checking. We were waiting on Jonathan to call in. He hadn't called in yet. <laughs> so I guess I'll ask you a question. <laughs> what do you think about um, Greg's question that he just asked about, you know, the the secular music, you know, coming into the church? Well, um, uh, we have noticed a, a, a lot of that um, in this um, last day and time, um, and I, I agree with him when he said, you know, it's, it is an employ to, I, I believe, to draw young people um, and get their attention to, to hear the Word of God because if they're not coming um, to the church, to, to hear the preach word of God, um, we we have begun to use a lot of avenues to try to draw the people, but sometimes we can go a little too far, and and sometimes we um, will get to a point where we'll end up leaving the spirit of it out of it. In other words, the anointing of God, ah. and sometimes you know God may not be in. Some of the things that we try to do, but we have to be careful in what we use to make sure that whatever we do to try to reach people um, through whatever avenue we may use and bringing some of the secular into what we're doing, um, make sure that God is in it. Yes, yes. Can I can I say something to that? Sure, sure. Or well, just just give my you know my thoughts. I had um. Maybe like a couple of weeks ago, I was talking with a brother in Christ of mine, and I heard a, re- a song on the radio, and it was a song. I'm not going to say the year because you know I might be telling my age, but it was a song that I was familiar with when I was in the world. And a gospel artist sampled that track, and you know used um, you know godly lyrics, whatever, to it. But my thing is, I thought it, when I heard the song, I really wasn't paying attention to the lyrics because it kind of like was like, oh, that was my jam, you know, back in the days. And I was kind of actually, as I was listening to it, that song kind of came in my head. So my thing is, why is it that some gospel artists do that? Because not, you know, for me, I was able to be like, okay, bring it back in, bring it back in. But somebody maybe who's like a new babe in Christ or whatever might not be able to bring it back in. They might go someplace or go to that place where that song took them when they were still out in the world. You know what I mean? So that to me is kind of like, no, God, in this world, God has anointed musicians. He has anointed producers. He has anointed engineers who will make, like, just the most bangingest beats, if you want to say. There's no need for us to go take them from the secular arts because if you think about it, they have to pay if i'm if I'm correct, you know stop me if anyone knows if this is wrong or not, but I believe they have to pay royalty to whoever they use that track from yeah and that's that's taking money basically from God's kingdom if you think about it because they're giving that money to somebody else you know that's that's less money for God's kingdom in in you know promoting the advancement of his kingdom that's that's just my thoughts on that. Yeah, Greg. What are your thoughts on that? What do you What do you think? I think I think we're boy. I I think what we're doing is we're settling for um, saying that we don't have the creative tools to uh, create what God has given us, and we're 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 taking a lazy route and going out and sampling something and bringing it into something else. I I I don't see. Too much of a problem with it, like Janelle said, that when you know when you're in the church and you know you have uh, that relationship with God and you know what it is and you you can 
um, you know the difference between what it is, but some people may be babes in Christ and they don't understand and they and they at, at the beginning a lot of times what it does it it's very confusing to to people. I, I I think that's what's going on. I think it's very confusing. I think it's a marketing tool by the enemy. Um but like Janelle said, we God has given us everything we need. We don't have to pull something from what somebody else is doing. When God gives you something, he's giving you that. If he's anointed you to do a certain thing, he anointed you to do it. So I don't think we need to go out and find something that somebody else is doing that was doing in the club and bring it into the church. But, not, again, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I'm not downing any of the people out there that's doing that. But I think that we need to be a little bit more creative and lean more on on, on, on God and allow him to give us that beat that we think is slamming like the secular music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. I don't. I don't knock anyone who does it either. I just want that to be clear. You know, I'm. I'm not down on anybody. I, that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dr. Johnson, you have any more questions or comments? Yes. I. Uh, yeah. I do. I, I. I totally agree with what they're saying. That's why I. I um. You know. So you know, have to be very careful. The avenues that you choose. You get, do have to make sure that God is in it, because there have been a few songs. That I, I was thinking of that um, um, some artists, gospel artists, have used, and um, some people have came to Christ uh, with it, um, like James Cleveland's song um, "Jesus is the uh, best thing that ever happened to me," and it used to be a secular song, but um, but for the most part, um, I agree with doing. Mostly everything um, specifically unique for God. We don't have to use the devil tools um, to um, glorify God. He's able to do th- things all by himself. Yes, yes, that's so true. That's so true. And we thank you so much for calling in. I mean, you, you, you f- please feel uh, welcome to stay on the call and converse with us if you have that time. I, 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 um, I, I'd like to make another comment. Okay, too, good, too. Go ahead talking earlier about um, singing for God's glory. Yeah. You know, um, as uh, he was talking before, you know, this is very important, you know, to make sure that this is the purpose of the reason why we sing is for God's glory. Because you never know who may be out there that may um, be ready to receive um, what you're getting ready to put out. And if God lays something on your heart or a song on your heart to sing, like I said, it ain't always got to be, amen, perfect or uh, the best singer, but as long as it's for his glory, because it may reach somebody or touch somebody, that's the whole purpose of ministry, of singing, of preaching, or whatever it may be. It's got to be from our heart that God be glorified so that souls can be drawn because if it if it's focuses on us and for us to get the glory for somebody to pat us on the back and say that you did a good job or you really sung that song then where is God's glory and you know I I, I like the uh the topic of mm-hmm. um this program singing for his glory yes thank you yeah. so much thank you thank you so much Brian yes you know I I want to chime in a little bit. I was thinking about when uh, Janelle was talking about the other secular songs and the particular one that brought her, you know, that she heard the other day. I was thinking about the song that Kanye West wrote where it talks about Jesus walks. And, you know, while it was wholly a secular song, it actually was the first time that I can recall other than when Kirk Franklin's song Stump was played in the club that I heard a song in the club that talked about Jesus, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I can remember being, when I was in the world, I was in the club, and I heard stomp. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, everybody's joking, everybody's jamming, and then the DJ plays stomp. And I'm like, wait a minute, you just finished playing, you know, uh, shake your booty to the left and to the right, right. and now you're playing stomp. We can't dance to that. 
but the DJ is up in the booth and he's jamming to it, you know. And he can, and, and I can remember what he said. He said, "Most of y'all are gonna leave here and go to church anyway. You might as well get your praise on now." Wow. <laughs> you know, and I was like, "Man, you know." And I'm thinking, and this is you got to remember, this is in my secular carnal mind at the time. And I'm thinking, man, you just messed up my flow. <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm drinking some whatever. I'm doing this, whatever. I'm trying to holler at that. Whatever. you playing stomp. Now I'm convicted. So there you, I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> I think. I think what he did was the best thing that he could do. Yes. Because you know what? Think about the club, Brian, and and everybody on the call. When when you're at the club, what's the number one thing that they do inside a club. They turn the lights out. Mm-hmm. And they turn these little lights, all these little blinking lights on. But when this man was playing this other music, that brought light. And everybody was trying to like scatter like roaches when you cut the light on. <laughs> everybody was running. But that's really what the brother did. And everybody was like, wait a minute. They didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. They really felt right, but they didn't feel right because of what was going on. They figured, you know, I'm in a sinful place. And he's playing this. Come on. Now, if you're in church and they play some other, now that's that that's a bad that now that would be bad. I think that would be bad if you're in church and someone and you know that that's not going to happen. But the fact that they did it in the club and he made the statement that he made and it's so true because a lot of people, Brian, you may remember this. You go to church after you leave the club, they either have the band on or they have a stamp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Still on the hand, and Brian, he convicted you. You were in there drinking. You were in the, you were out in the world doing what you were doing. And, I mean, really, how did you feel, Brian, when it, when that happened? I'm telling you, I felt like man, he messed me up. So did you, you know put, my whole and, and, and it's almost like my whole mindset just changed. Did you put your drink down? I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I don't even I don't even remember if I had one at the time, but I think. You know, that was the whole, you know, your whole mindset just changed, and it's like, oh, man, what you doing? But, you know, you know? Brian, since, we, since we have Jan- the, the, the model on the phone, uh, on, the, on the call, Janelle, you know, when you're out there modeling and you're doing your thing, do you catch a lot of flack from people saying, wait a minute now, you're in the ministry, but you're modeling? How can you do the two? But, again, we said earlier, singing his praises can be done in so many different ways. It can be done through modeling. You're still right. giving him his glory. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people, we're so shallow when we think of ministry or we think of uh, uh, following Christ, we think so uh, in such a shallow, it's so shallow, our thoughts are just so shallow that we cut people off immediately when they see you on this runway. And, and the first thing that they say is, I can't believe, wait a minute, I, didn't she just preach a sermon last week? <laughs> do you do you get that? Do you you know what I mean? Do you get a lot of flack from people when you do this? Actually, no, not really. Um, I don't I don't get too much flack or or any flack at all. Um, I just use it, you know, as a as a ministry opportunity, just you know, to let people know that hey, um, you don't have to be like some of the other models that you see, you know, wearing the skimpy clothes or pretty much selling yourself. You can be. Uh, virtuous woman or you can just be a regular quote unquote person not sell yourself not sell your soul to be a model hmm. Hmm. okay yeah. but you know i i've I've seen people i've heard people say it and we've had we had a, a host on i think her name is Mikel trahan she's she's just now going into the modeling thing and it, it's a beautiful thing to see a beautiful sister a beautiful woman period just out there getting in front of people. And I think, and I applaud you, Janelle, for, for being that model because a lot of little girls are, start, you know, I know they look up to you for what you're doing. And that gives you an opportunity to pretty much minister to them and, and say some things to them that nobody else could probably get in and say to them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, yeah, so I yeah, applaud there's you. This, there's this um, one young girl at my at my church She's trying to get into modeling, so, you know, I'm helping her as much as I can, and I'm letting her know, look, you don't have to do what, you know, people say you have to do to get into modeling. So I'm just, you know, trying to 
school her and let her know, yeah, you can be a Christian and be a model. (laughs) You know, it's not like it's taboo or anything like that, (laughs) as some people may think. Yes, if you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. And we're supposed to have Jonathan Nelson on tonight, but apparently he hadn't been able to get in contact with us, and we haven't been able to get in contact with him. So tonight we're going to talk about singing for his glory and you know, we're talking also about dancing for his glory. And I can remember when my daughters danced and at church and also in a uh, in a praise dancing type of group. And, you know, it was a beautiful thing just yes. to watch. Yes, it is. You know, and a lot of times, you know, most people get caught up, oh, look what they got on, or, you know, somebody's going to look at them the wrong way. But what I tried to focus on more so was just, the fact that they were dancing for the Lord and that they the, what they were dancing to wasn't, you know, just a whole bunch of crazy stuff. You know, they would always pick appropriate music, you know. Even if it was secular music, it would always be something appropriate, nothing that's just, you know, too out of the way or so forth. You know, but the whole point that when they danced for the Lord, it, it just took it to a whole nother level. You know, and I know for me personally, I have a a friend of my family that she does praise dancing and every time she dances it's like you know I, I just I go to Holland you know because it just it just has that effect on me you know and I and I think that's something that's missing in church you know a lot of churches and I'm not picking on churches when I say this but a lot of churches you'll have the folks that get up and they have that little five minutes or two minutes where they just praise and dance and jump up and around and have a good time and then it's right back into the order of worship, mm. you know. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have order, but a lot of times you can tell when the spirit takes over, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what I like. I like that. I like that spontaneous praise, you know, when you're not really expecting it, and 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 you just start praising, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> you know, yes. hallelujah, you know. But the other thing is, even with music, you know, I used to sing um, R&B, and I actually used to sing in a choir at my church, and uh, a couple of folks have been on me about getting back in the choir, and I'm, I'm contemplating it, you know, because I, I have so much, you know, so many other things that I'm doing, and I just started thinking, well, I need to start getting back to basic, getting back to where I'm praising you know, because when I was singing in secular music and I was doing R&B, I wasn't doing that for the Lord. I was doing that for me, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And then I felt free when I started singing in the choir. You know, I really felt free and I felt open. And I can remember I did a song. I did a, a song that, what was the name of that? It was uh, uh, Tis So Sweet. And I think I did a rendition that was done by, I can't think of the name of the group. But anyways, when I sang that song, I couldn't finish it. <laughs> because the spirit just jumped all over me. I mean, I, it was on me. And I couldn't finish the song. And I began to cry while I was singing the song. And I think it was my wife. She was in the choir at the time. And she jumped in and started singing with me. Mm. You know, she basically just picked it up and just kept going. And, you know, I'm sitting there crying. My wife starts to singing, and then my mother-in-law starts to shouting. <laughs> you know, wow. and I'm thinking, this had to be probably one of the most, how can I say it, spirit-filled moments in my life. Mm. And what was I doing? I was singing to the Lord. Brian, you know what? That reminds me. Remember when we went out to the church, the two churches? Well, I, we went to one church, and we, we spoke at a church with the kids. I think it was, uh, it was a conference for the children. You remember the youth conference we went to? Yes. And we did the, well, we had the little boys write on a piece of paper and had the little girls write on a piece of paper. Uh-huh. Uh, you remember the next day I had to speak at another church that Sunday morning? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, when I stood up there before the people, and I, I I tried to speak, and I and the reason I'm saying this is because I know what it's like 
for it to overtake you. I know what that feeling is like. I was standing up in front of all these people, and I think I was probably standing up uh, just getting into what the Lord had gave me to say. I think I was. it was less than a minute, and it fell on me, and I just lost it. I mean, I, I couldn't gather myself. I cried. I, I, I tried to do everything I could, but you know what? That was the best feeling in the world. Yes. <laughs> the church was filled with children, and they saw this. And I I had apologized. I don't know how many times I tried to get myself to get. Every time I tried to gather myself to continue, I would lose it. I would just lose it. But it was the best feeling. And, and I realized that what I was doing, I was really singing his praises and not even knowing it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically what was going on. Janelle, did you have something? Oh, um... It's funny what um, Brian had just said a few minutes ago. Our bishop on Sunday, he was talking about this, and he he was kind of saying, um, you know, to the to the fact, like it seems like now, not even today's generation, but just now, you know, in church, people seem too high sedity or just too, you know, too tight to praise God. He said he remembered a time, you know, when he was younger that m- mothers would shout with their babies in their hands. You know, and and it wasn't, and nobody would come and try and sit her down or try to, they just let her praise God because they knew the spirit overtook her and they knew the spirit had her. Nothing was going to happen to her or that baby. So it's just funny that you had, um, you know, said that because he said that on Sunday. So that's, you know, just God just, you know, confirming things or just reaffirming things for me. But um, we we definitely need to, to get back to a place to where we just let the spirit have its way. Yeah. You know, but yes, be in order, but recognize, okay, don't follow order so much that you box God out and don't let him have his way. Because sometimes I know you you want to get the word in so bad, but when when the spirit just overtakes the house, that's where the power is. Yes. So although the word, you know, the word is powerful too, just having God, you know, just in the midst of the service while you're worshiping, praising, healing is going on deliverance is going on so it's okay that we don't have you know the 20 minute sermon for that sunday it's going to be okay (laughs) you know so that's we just need to get to a place to where we just truly let god have his way back in service yes absolutely you know i was thinking also about when i was in the music industry and some of the things that i saw in the industry that let me know that, you know, even in gospel music, it's a business. And so unless you're unless you're in the right situation where you can control the music that you're putting out, you could be a gospel artist out there, you know, attempting to sing for the Lord, but because you're in a record contract or, you know, you're in some type of distribution deal, you're almost forced to put out what the label tells you to put out. And so a lot of times, like when you were talking about the music that um, that had a secular tone to it, see, the label could only be interested in bottom line sales and not necessarily interested in, you know, having somebody being convicted by the Holy Ghost through music. So you have that situation where this artist has to make certain sales goals. You know, they have to sell a certain number of records. They have to do a certain number of albums. And so they're going to fill it up with whatever they can get on the album, you know, in order to keep their contract in good standing and get paid. You know, and so, a lot, like I said, a lot of times you'll have where these artists will just put stuff out there that's just catchy tunes so people will buy the album They'll have some good songs on there, you know, some good Holy Ghost filled songs on there, but they'll have these just album fillers that turn around and become hits because, you know, the secular groups, you know, the secular listeners or the folks that 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 that's you know on the fence. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Yeah, on the fence. You know, they're listening to it and oh, that's my song, girl. 
that's my song. Hey, boy, that's my song right there. I can listen to this. Yeah, I can listen to this right where I got the joint in my hand, and I'm going to put it down because the song say put it down, but, you know, <laughs> hey, that, that song got some beat. <laughs> you know, and so they get caught up in the beat and caught up in, you know, the rhythm of the song and don't understand that you should be getting caught up in the spirit of the song. Yeah. Right. You know, or that song is not necessarily, you know, filled with spirit. And you know what, Brian, it's, it's, it's so so funny that you say that because I hear a lot of people when certain gospel songs come on, they automatically say that. And, and, and I don't know if you've ever heard someone say, that church, I don't want to go to that church, their choir can't sing. They, I, they, oh, they yeah. don't sing. They, I don't like. They don't. They praise is not good, and this and that, and I, that's the reason I don't go to that church. That church, that that choir, they don't. They don't get us uplifted. Okay, are you listening to the words that they're singing? Are you listening, or do or do you understand that they're singing? No matter how it sounds to you, they're giving praise to God, and that's what we should be doing. And we shouldn't get so caught up in the way that things sound. And that's what the enemy is tricking us with. He's tricking us with these beats. Like Janelle said, he's tricking us with these beats and sounds. Where we should be uh, praising God with our own lips, not because of the way something sounds from somebody else. (laughs) You know, we we really need to find out how to worship God. First, Mm -hmm. First thing, Brian and Janelle, the Elder Johnson, whoever else is on the call, I think what we need to do is ask God to teach us how to love him first. Mm. I really believe that. I think we need to learn how to love him. And once we spend that time and have that relationship with him, we'll know how to truly praise him because we've spent that time with him. Amen. So, Janelle, you know, I know you're in the church, and I know you hear things in you're in the ministry, and I know you hear certain things about the choirs, and people are saying, "You know what? I don't really like to this choir because they're not uplifting, and I, they don't give me what I need." Yeah. <laughs> what do you What do you say about that? I just I just tell people they're not there to pump you up. And um, when when was it? It was funny. Um, I think a, a while back. Um, we had to, uh, all the ministers and some other people had to um, give sermon, little sermonettes. And my topic was praise and worship. And um, basically, I was letting the people know that the praise and worship leaders are not there to pump them up. They're there to usher them into the into the presence and, you know, usher God in. And what I was getting at and trying to explain to them, like, even if y'all, quote-unquote, don't get on board, the praise and worship, whoever's leading, is still, they're still going to do their thing because they're singing praises unto God. So it's not, they're not there to pump you up, and that's what, you know, we got to let people know. Praise and worship or choirs or whatever, it's not about pumping you up. It's about opening your spirit, getting, you know, getting your spirit open to receive God and just receive, you know, the blessings that he has for you in store for you in the air and everything. And it's just a lot of people just get so boxed in with their thinking that, okay, well, you know what, she's not singing my song, so I'm not going to stand up or I'm not going to wave my hand. Yeah. But it's it's not about that. Mm. Yes. I think we have Elder Johnson on the call again. Elder Johnson, are you there? Yeah, praise the Lord. Hey, did you have another comment or question? I could tell you ready. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, he just got me excited about what he was just saying, you know, because it made me remember some of the albums and CDs that I had purchased and because of the anointing that was on that album or on that CD. And at times I had bought CDs that were just so powerful and anointed and and I would follow this artist because of the anointing that was on their music. And then the next CD they would come out with and be like, "What happened?" Mm. You know. And and and, and 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 I'd be like, I'd be wanting to write them and call them. Wait a minute, something is going on because um, the, the, this CD don't have the same anointing on it that it had when 
you first that came out with it, and this is where you need to recognize the reason why your sales is falling. This and not picking up like it was at first, because the, the anointing was on that first album. That's why the album sold like it did. Mm. And, and you need to recognize, you know, the reason why, you know, uh, your CDs may not be selling like it used to. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I think we have another caller, and I want to go to this caller from the 252 area code. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, who's this? This is Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl. Hey. <laughs> great, great. How are you all tonight? Yeah, we're Good. doing all How right. We were just on your show last night. Yes, you are. Yes. You have a comment or a question for us? Before she Not. Before, before, before Cheryl says anything, Cheryl is a singer herself, Brian. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to stay after her to get us some of her music so we can play it on the show. Absolutely. Uh, I've been getting on to her about that because she is definitely a singer. I remember we asked her before, you haven't seen that music yet? No. <laughs> so, Cheryl, since you're, in, so, since you're into the singing, which we all are, but you actually, you know, you do it with your voices for singing. What do you think about what we were saying? I don't know if you heard us earlier. We were talking about bringing the secular music into the church, that beat, that, that thing that we do. A lot of people say that we they do that so that it's it's more of a catch for the younger kids so that they can get them to really listen and uh, have them be sitting there saying, okay, you know what, I'm truly understanding what's being said. Right, right. I I hear that a lot um, these days. I mean, especially with artists like Kirk Franklin and Tone and Fred Hammond, they use the secular world beats. But I find myself now. I used to be against it a whole lot, but I find myself now being a praise and worship artist. I I listen to the words instead of the beat, and I find out that when the kids, when you teach the kids not to pay attention to the beat, but to the words then it begins to become effective to them. And they began to learn that, okay, it's not about the beat and it's not exactly how the song sounds, but it's about the word and the message that's being portrayed in the song. And I found out that it's more effective when you sit them down and you teach them, okay, you got to listen to the words because the words of the song has a message and it carries a message when you teach them that. Then they really begin to grasp the content of the whole song. Um, songs like Stomp and all of that, you know, I, I was really against it. And even today, you know, when I hear it, I'm like, okay, can, can you please play something else? But, <laughs> but when they listen to the words, and, yeah, the saints today, they talk about how the artists have gone back into the world and they're trying to bring the kids in through the music of the world. But it's when you listen to the words of the song, it's when it captures your heart. And, I mean, I stand up in every Sunday morning and every Sunday evening, and I do praise and worship, and I found out that when you begin to take yourself out of the song and you begin to allow God to take full control, that's when it begins to become effective to the people and it ministers to the heart of people because now they're listening to the Word. They, don't, they no longer see you, but they begin to see Christ when they hear the words to the song. Yes. That's that's so true, Janelle. I think you you had two two comments. Thank you, thank you, Cheryl. That was that's that's so true. Thanks, what, Cheryl. What you are ah, welcome. Um, yeah, just you know, pretty much what along with what Cheryl said, and I think um, Elder Thompson, it was earlier um, when I went to a youth conference a couple of years ago. But the what the church did to attract the youth, they took the rap songs that were out that were popular at that time and put, you know, had, I guess, rappers in their church make over lyrics, you know, pertaining to, like, the church and stuff like that. But what I noticed was the kids were doing the dances and and everything that flowed with that song. So it was kind of like, what's the point? The kids, they're not listening to the lyrics. They're too busy doing the, you know, doing the dances to the songs because when they hear that beat, they're like, oh, i got to do this dance. And for my husband and I, we're we're lyrical people. We'll sit there and we'll just, you know, like, we hear the beat, but we, like, really stress and listen to the lyrics. You know, and, and, and even sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh, this beat is hot. You know, this is nice. But you're not saying nothing. And I'm like, okay, 
what, what's the point of that? Is it really just about the music or is it about the lyrics? And if you have, like, the corniest beat, but if your lyrics are like, wow, that's what really moves me. And I think we need to, yeah, I mean, I know that the enemy uses music. That's his thing. But we need to stop focusing so much on the beat and the, you know, getting everybody just to concentrate on the beat, but have the lyrics to back it. Like, yo, did you hear? Did you hear what he just said? And like, well, why not? Like, you gotta listen to this. You gotta, wait, wait, listen. Did you hear what he said? That's that's how it should be. It should be to the point where it'd be like, oh, yeah, that beat's alright, but the lyrics are even hotter. Yeah. That's that's how I feel. You know what, Janelle? I'll say this: uh, with the sec- secular music that that's out there now. If you listen to some of the rappers and listen to some of the things that they're saying, I guarantee you the kids can't tell you what half of that stuff means. Oh yeah. Yes. You mean the secular songs, right? Yes. You know, one when was it? Um, last year, I think. Sometime, my first lady, she um, oh gosh, I can't even. I don't even remember the name of the song, but she for her um for her sermon she broke down the lyrics for us as you know clean as she could because they were very vulgar but um and she wanted everybody to know this is what you're hearing when you go around singing the songs oh whatever whatever and and you're saying it but do you really know what you're saying and she broke down all the lyrics and everybody was like whoa and like even the young people were like yeah okay that's what we say but no do you understand do you understand what any of that means so I really don't think that they understand what it means or they even know what they're saying. That's why it's like the beat covers all of that stuff up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's so interesting that you say Well, it's very interesting that you say that because what a lot of the kids are doing right now, they don't even realize that they're speaking death into their life right now and they're speaking death into their future by saying those words. Because death and life is in the tongue. Whether you understand it or not, when you speak it, it has power. And it's doing just what it's going to do. We have about three minutes left. Uh, Cheryl, are you still there? Yes, I am. Yes. What, what, give us something really quick in closing. What do you think we need to do as far as singing praises uh, in, in God's name? I mean, we're, we're singing for him. What do you say about those that, that say different? You know, they say, well, well, no, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to do it my way. I, do you think it's just an individual thing with everybody? Well, with anything that you do as far as ministry unto God, your worship lifestyle means everything. You're not worshiping at home and you're not taking the time to consecrate yourself and fast and pray during the week. It means nothing means you're coming out of self so as long as you worship God and you pray and you fast and you consecrate yourself for him and you're living your lifestyle according to the way that he wants you to live then your music ministry and your dance ministry will become effective in the body of Christ mm. Brian yes yes all good stuff you know the one thing I also want to point out is that you I think also to be effective you have to teach you have to teach your ministries, you know, that we are not singing to make this sound great. Because I can remember listening to choir that just didn't sound good. And I started to think, well, you know, that person's not singing for me. And so unless that's taught, you'll still have people fall into that same mindset of saying, they didn't sound too good. Oh, I'm going to the other church because, boy, they can sing up some, <laughs> you know. And so I think it has to be taught, and it has to be taught when they first join the choir. Not that you have to be able to hold the best note, or that you can hit the highest note, or hold it the longest. But that you're singing for Christ. This is not about you. It's about glorifying and magnifying the Lord. Yes. Janelle? Yes. Um, Our bishop says that praise is an earthly expression of a spiritual relationship with God. So kind of over what Brian said, if we have that, you know, true relationship with God, it won't matter if to, you know, our carnal ear, someone can't sing. But with our spiritual ear, we can hear the angelic voice that God has blessed us. So we need to just, you know, really focus on our relationship with God and just open our spiritual self up to receive the singer, 
the praise dancer, the whoever, and allow the spirits to minister to each other. Yes. You know, tonight has been a, a little different show, but nonetheless, we've helped others be more, do more, and have more. For those that are listening, sing to the Lord. Sing for His glory. And sing to Him. That being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We hope to have a much better show than we did tonight. We had a great show tonight. But hopefully we'll have our guest on Friday. And they'll bless you definitely. That being said, we bid you good evening.